So, just entitled some thoughts and reflections this morning, 40 Days Preparation and Inspiration, okay? So, as I said in the, the weekly news, um, if you don't know, um, we have really responded to a prophetic word that uh, Mike Groves gave to us back in October uh, and really heard the heart of God to give ourselves uh, to, to pray. Um, prayer is a, is a key component to our relationship, our faith, our walk with the Lord. It's, it's, it's at the very heart. It's at the core. Alongside reading God's Word, the Word of God that we have available to us. So the Word and prayer. The thing about Christian believers and the, the distinctive, and I believe increasingly in the days in which we're living, there is a distinctive that our perspective, and we've talked about this a number of times, our perspective goes beyond the immediate. It goes beyond. So that next announcement, that next email, that next phone call, etc. We live in days, we live in times where much of that is very real to us. What might get said next? Well, as I, I've got that funny little ache or pain, I need to go and get it checked out. Um, I'm waiting for a phone call. Or um, what about my work? What about my business? What about my family member and so on? And there is this immediate that we live with. And none of us, as we go in to 2022, know what may happen, what may unfold. And we become even more mindful of that as we look back on the last couple of years, for sure. But Christian believers have a different perspective. Our perspective goes beyond the immediate. It goes to the one who is the creator and the sustainer of the heavens and the earth. We have one who is overall. We have one who we're looking to. He is our Father, God. And He is one that we have been created to have a vibrant and living relationship with. And that relationship is something that we need to work on, to build, to strengthen, to, to walk in, to grow in. Prayer is a key component of that relationship. And so we, are, we believe it's right to give ourselves for this season <clears throat> to a season, if you like, of concentrated prayer, 40 days of prayer. And in terms of the dates, I mean, you can pray today for sure and, and tomorrow and so on. But in terms of the 40 days, it starts on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 12th, through to Sunday, the 20th of February. We're also mindful that that following week there is half-term week. We were aware that that will be the first time that some families will be traveling or people will be visiting. So it felt good to fit that in before uh, half-term. So the, <coughs> the 12th. January through to the 20th of February. So I just want to take some moments to think uh, about that and to prepare our hearts. Thank you, Mike, for your your real challenge and provocation to us. I want to highlight (coughs) (coughs) a couple of different scriptures as we go through this morning. And this is one that's been with me the last uh, uh, week or two. 
It's the story uh, in Daniel chapter 6. Um, if you can turn to it, but just to highlight, uh, just one verse particularly, but Daniel chapter 6, uh, 1 to 28. You'll remember uh, Daniel was doing really well. He'd been taken into exile. He'd been doing really well. And uh, everything really that he touched, everything he put his hands to, um, was, was, was going well. And it wasn't long before some of the other leaders, some of the other rulers around him, got jealous. And they thought, how can we bring this guy down a peg or two? What can we do to to bring him down? And uh, they thought, do you know what? The only thing we can do is if it's something related to his God. It's only if we can do something that's related to his faith, if you like, in that sense. Um, and so they went to the king and they, they basically said, look, uh, let's make a law that everyone must bow down to you and everyone must worship you for this period of uh, 30 days. If they don't, if they don't do that, they'll get thrown to the lions. And, uh, and of course, then you get uh, <coughs> in Daniel uh, chapter 6 and verse 10, it says of Daniel, three times He got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Just as he'd done before. And of course, they saw it. They saw it. Daniel had a relationship with God. Powerful, significant relationship. Of course, we we know that. And he was not going to stop just because some law had been put in place or something had been put in place. He got down on his knees and he prayed as he had consistently done in the past, he consistently would do in the future. Now I want to come back to that perhaps in next week and in the, the weeks ahead. But there's something Daniel knew that God came first, that his relationship with God, his prayer to God, his focus on God was key, it was vital. And of course, he gets thrown into the lions. We know the famous story. But God was there with him. God shut the, the mouth of the lions and God rescued him. And then the king basically makes a declaration that the whole nation should worship Daniel's God. But it's out of that relationship. It's out of that steady, consistent. He, he hears the, the law that is sent out. What does he do? He thinks, oh goodness, no. He goes kneels down and prays just as he had done before. It's just one of the many, many stories throughout the Bible of the significance and the power of prayer. Mike alluded to something in the word that he first gave us back in October, and again he, he mentioned it just now, that prayer is a battle. There is warfare. There is potential opposition. And we need to be aware of that. There's, what was the basis of Daniel's life? What was the ba- why was God blessing him? Why was God honoring him? Why was the, everything he touched? It was because he put God first. Because he had a relationship with God. And others saw that and began to war against it. There is a battle in prayer. It's warfare. There is potential for opposition. So we need to prepare ourselves. I want to say that today. We do need to be prepared. We need to be ready. There'll be moments when it will be hard to pray. There'll be moments when we'll think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to sit on the sofa tonight. I'm not going to go out on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Come back to that in a moment. Or I'm not going to go and meet in my prayer triplet or my prayer group. I'm just going to... It's a battle. We need to be mindful of that. 
We need to be aware of that. Why? Because prayer works. <laughs> because prayer is in relation, it's our relationship with God. It's about knowing Him, hearing from Him, and receiving from Him. And so we need to prepare ourselves and to be aware that there will be moments of struggle. We might look out on these 40 days, and, it, and rightly so. Some people already say, it's exciting, isn't it? I, I'm feeling that. But it's also challenging, and it's daunting. Mike said, prayer is difficult. It's hard. It can be a real battle at times. But if we will catch the urgency of God's heart in this, if we will throw off apathy, throw off excuses, there is no limit to what God may want to do among us and to say to us. Amen? And so we're responding to this prophetic call. We're responding to it. Even myself, even this last week, there's been moments where I've gone, Lord, what are we doing? What are we committed to? And it's like, no, you've committed to me. You're coming to me. See what I will do. And so, just to give one or two little practical details, I want to come to one or two other scriptures in a moment. But each week, starting this Tuesday, we will send out an email with some very simple notes for the next seven days. Um, We are mindful that some of you will need a paper copy, so people like Joyce... Peggy, Kathleen, one or two others, you might like a paper copy of this. We will, we're already mindful of you. We'll give you one of those. But if anyone else would say, I'd really like a paper copy. I've not got access to a printer. Can you speak to Sue Cox? But uh, <clears throat> these will include a simple daily Bible reading and a brief reflection. When I say brief, literally everything will fit on A5. Okay, So it won't be huge lots of notes. But it will be a brief Bible reading. And we're going to look at the book of Acts. We're going to go through the book of Acts day by day. There's lots of reasons for that. But let me just read this quote that I came across this week. More mention is specifically made of prayer in Acts than in any other book of the New Testament. Out of prayer meetings, the church was born. And they continued unwaveringly in this communion. They prayed when challenged by opposition and danger. They prayed when in need of divine guidance. They prayed when burdened for others' spiritual needs. They prayed when ministering to the sick and the hopeless. They prayed when commissioning people for special service. They prayed when parting. They prayed when facing death. We're going to look at the book of Acts. Each day there will also be three prayer points. Uh, things that can guide you. Uh, But what I want to say is, uh, no, in fact, let me just, yes, what I'm going to say this is, I had initially thought we would send out notes for the whole 40 days at the beginning, a whole wadge of notes. I could have done that. I've got things that are tentatively prepared for the whole 40 days already. But Just a real sense, Ashley and I, as we've been praying and reflecting, that we are expecting God to do things among us. We're expecting him to say some things. We're expecting him uh, to adjust us and to speak to us. And so we don't just want to say, here's a watch of 40 days of things. Uh, We want to just be open to the Spirit very much. And so we're going to do it week by week, just so that we can adjust things if we need to. 
um, we can inform as well what's, what's going on. So I hope that's okay. We want to leave some space for some surprises because he is a God of surprises. I also just want to say this, that if you say, oh, I've already committed to a Bible reading plan or I've got one that I love to use, that's great. That's wonderful. Please don't stop. Um, please follow other Bible plans if you want to. Be open to the Holy Spirit. You might say, oh, there's three points of prayer today. I must do those. No, we, we don't have to must do anything. We don't should do anything, all right? Remember, we're under grace. Um, and so if you feel burdened to pray about something utterly different, that's wonderful. Please pray for it as God leads and as the Holy Spirit leads. Let's be open, but we want to give a skeleton some bones that are available. Does that, is that okay? That's the, that's the heart. Um, yes potentially it's going to be a very significant time both individually and corporately I love what Mike said I've written down here don't miss it I want to say to us as a body don't miss it I believe this is an opportunity seize the opportunity and I want to say again as we said in the worship very often when I've been involved in this kind of thing before, historically. This isn't just about us as a church, corporately. There are things that I believe God will want to say to you individually, as a couple, uh, maybe as a family. These are moments, as we give ourselves, as we dedicate, as it were, these, this time to God, there will be moments. So maybe there's something you've been really holding before the Lord. I want to encourage you use these 40 days. Maybe you're looking for wisdom, you're looking for direction as to the future. Ask God to speak to you through these 40 days. I want also to encourage some of us to seize the opportunity to make a change. Create a new habit. Do you know that psychologists and many others tell us that if you're going to create or form a new habit, it takes about 40 days to do it. To do something consistently, regularly, over and over again, it takes about 40 days. And so this is an opportunity to create a new habit, to do something different. Maybe it's as simple as um, uh, X time in the morning, I'm going to get out and walk around the block. I'm going to walk around my house. It might only take five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it might be. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do it regularly, consistently. I'm going to make a physical change. This is a moment. We've got 40 days. There's a, there's a skeleton that guides us already that's there, that shapes us. So make a change. Create a new habit. Maybe you say, I've never been one for daily prayer. Maybe this is a moment to start praying daily. There's some three pointers there straight away that you can pray into. Bible reading, however short, however simple. Okay? So another thing I would mention is journaling. Some of you have journaled for years. Some of you have written everything down that you think about all the time. Some of you perhaps have never written things down. This is a great opportunity you got 40 days. Day one, just write a little note, something that you're praying to God, giving to God. Just journal it down. You say, oh, I haven't even got a journal. Just get some bits of paper, all right, and start just to make a note. See what God says over 40 days. Things that get laid on your heart. As you're out walking, something comes to your mind. A song, a worship song, a scripture 
Don't make it a task. Don't make it legalism, but seize the opportunity. Are you getting my heart? This is a moment. As well as praying individually, I really want to encourage you to pray with others. So pray, yes, in one, on your own. But if you've got a friend that you have prayed with on and off in the past, I encourage you to pick that up again. Praise in twos, in threes. Some of you, there are prayer triplets already in the life of the church. Reinvigorate those, get those going again. Whatever works for you. But pray with others. Pray with others. We also know that it's very important to come together. There is power in unity. Psalm 133 actually says that unity, being together, is a place of God's commanded blessing. It's where God commands the blessing as we are united, as we come together. That's what Psalm 133 says. It also uh, brings us to another set of verses that I want to highlight in Acts chapter 4. And we will come to it during our 40 days. But Acts 4, uh, verses 23 to 41, Peter and John have been arrested. They're in jail because they used the opportunity of the crowds gathering when the, when the lame man was healed. They used the opportunity to teach and to preach and to proclaim the resurrection of the dead for all those who are in Jesus Christ. And the religious leaders tried to stop them. Peter and John... Again, refuse, like Daniel, they refuse to declare the glories of God. They refuse to be deterred. Um, they couldn't really work out what to do with them, and eventually they, they had to let them go. And on their release, they go back to the gathered church. They go back to their people, and they report what had happened. And then you get this great phrase, when they heard what they had to say, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. They raised their voices together. And I agree with Steve this morning, just the wonderful sense of worshipping together. So there's a beauty. There was something, you can just feel that sense of God's pleasure as, as his people together raised their voices as we were and as we will be doing in prayer. And then they, there's a great prayer of declaration that you can read describing the nature and character of God, as well as reminding God of the promises that he'd made. This is Acts chapter 4. And then it says, verse 31, after they prayed, the place where they had, were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Now, I don't know if we're going to see this building shake or not. In fact, I don't know how much shaking it would take. Um, but I believe that it's vital, we believe it's vital that we gather together. Um, we thank God for technology like Zoom. I'm going to mention that in just a second. But there's nothing like physically being together as the people of God, the family of God. There's something very significant about it. And so we believe raising our voices together, praying together, worshipping together, praying for one another um, is key at this time. So I want to highlight a number of opportunities which are already in the pipeline, but I hope that there might also be one or two others that will emerge during the time as the Holy Spirit leads us. So if you feel prompted to start a prayer meeting, please let us know and we'll let others know. But... Firstly, I want to highlight um, the 12 Wednesday and Thursday evenings that we have set aside 
for the 40 days. So we've got 12 evening opportunities to be together. Starting this Wednesday, if you can't make anything else, I'd really like to invite you to make one or both of those evenings a priority during the 40 days. Now, obviously, there's work commitments and family commitments, so husbands and wives will need to share that out a bit and so on. We can even uh, babysit for one another so that husband and wives can come together. Let's work together in this. But Wednesday and Thursday, uh, 12 of those over the next 40 days. So 7.30, we'll be here uh, each week. And we'll make sure the heating is on early, all right? So we'll do that. Um, brings me to my third scripture. It's actually the one that Steve already mentioned a few weeks ago. Steve Randall shared the story of Jesus with the disciples in Luke chapter 5. So again, I want to commend Luke chapter 5 and this story to you for our 40 days. Jesus is sitting in one of the fishing boats, teaching the crowds, and then it says, when he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, who became Peter, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in another boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. It's an amazing story. Steve was struck by a phrase, go out into deeper water. And it stayed with us also. Ashley and I have just been living with this phrase, go out into deeper water. And uh, we've been praying about this and reflecting and recognizing, particularly these Wednesday and Thursday evenings, we want to go out into deeper water. As a body, together, let's go out into deeper water. Let's pray for one another that we might go deeper in God's. And uh, as I was praying uh, on Friday morning uh, with Mike, Mike and I were just praying as we often do, and this scripture came to my mind, I was reflecting on it, and I felt God say something very specific to us as a church. I don't want you to keep on doing what you've always done. I want to do something new. I want to do something fresh among you. And... Mike just chipped in and he said, the thing is, the nets are the same nets they'd always used. Prayer is the same prayer that prayer has always been. It's the same prayer. It's the same walking in God, talking with God, relating to God. So there's nothing new about prayer in that sense. But there is the word of the Lord who's saying, just go out deeper. Just do something a bit different. Take 40 days orientate yourselves a bit different. Don't just do what you've always been doing. I want to do something new. And I think that's something we need to be aware of. That's why I'm saying, how about create a new habit? Do something different. You say, well, this is what I would normally do. That's great. Daniel went to the window and prayed as he had always done. So it's not wrong to have good committed pattern. But sometimes doing something different, something new breaks you out of a a rut and takes you into a new place. So maybe you would always do something at this time. Try doing it at another time and see if there's something 
that God wants to say. I was struck uh, by what Peter said, Lord, because you say so, we will. There's a response. You hear that response? There's an activation that we have to make. We've talked often about the lemon tree prophetic words. It's pinned up on the wall in the mission hall. Many of you have copies of it. It's also on our web website. But one of the things Mike felt about it was that we need to, to water the roots of the promises of God. There are many promises that God gives us in his words and in like a prophetic word, like the, the lemon tree prophetic word. If you've never seen it, have a read of it. It's on the wall in the mission hall. But there are promises from God about what he wants to do among us. And it, as I've said to you many times before, it has to be activated. You step into it, and prayer is part of that. It's praying. Lord, you have said, if you read in Acts chapter 4, they're reminding God, God, this is what you said. You said you would do this. Please, God, would you do it? And it's a reminder. We're going to talk some more next week about prayer. The thing about prayer it is a mystery. Does God change, or do we change? <laughs> And even in the reminding of God of his promises, is it like, come on God, you're a bit slow? Or is it reminding God and going, oh, this is the heart of God. This is what he said. So I now walk by faith into his promises. I'm going off into next week now. But I love that phrase of Peter, Lord, because you say so, we'll do it. And then look what he did. Look what he, they couldn't contain it. Friends, neighbors coming in, they couldn't contain it. They're, they're, they're getting to the point of sinking. And then if you read on, Peter falls to his knees. And he says, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. But it was an act of obedience. It would have been so easy, wouldn't it? It's like, you're a carpenter, I'm the fisherman. You know, no, go out to deeper water, cast your net over there. Lord, because you say so. And so we're responding, and we want to be a people who are responding in these days. What I also really want to encourage you, and we feel to encourage you, if possible, is to look at the subject of fasting. It's not something we've talked about lots here in the life of the church, but I want to highlight it. There will be some simple notes on that to help guide us. But we want to encourage you to fast, if you are able, at least one meal on Wednesday or Thursday, or both if you want to, before we gather in the evening. Some of you may take each day and, and fast during the day. We will give some tips and pointers. It's a fascinating subject, fasting. I want to pick up on it a bit more uh, next week as we talk about prayer, prayer and fasting. But the key thought really in fasting, is putting God, putting our relationship with Him, hearing from Him first. Demonstrating our dependence on Him first, before anything else. Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these other things will be added to you as well. One of the ways I've always thought about it is this. Whether it be food, television, or the biggest consumer of our time and attention today, social media, 
If we say, I couldn't possibly, then it's quite likely that you should. (laughs) And I have used the word should there. If you say, I couldn't possibly miss a meal, I just want to remind you of the times and the days when you've got really busy and you've missed at least one meal, if not two. But it's in that moment where you intentionally decide to do something, to miss a meal, to not have the third coffee, or to not turn on social media, or whatever it might be, I couldn't possibly... Then it's quite likely that that's the very thing you need to start with. I'm just giving you some points, some tips now. So I want you to consider, what might you say? I couldn't possibly stop that. 40 days. I couldn't possibly leave that aside for even a day or a week. Then I believe God would challenge you to say, are you putting me first? Have a think about that. I know for me, the whole area of social media is a, is a real challenge. If I start, particularly I love the news. I love Christian news. I love to hear what Christian leaders are saying and what the news is saying. And I tend to follow that these days through social media. My biggest one, here's a modern thing, is I get FOMO. Who knows what FOMO is? Anybody here knows what? There's some people who know. Fear of missing out. Okay? FOMO. That's my big thing. Fear of missing out. What happens if I, if I turn that off or I stop looking at that, what will I miss? And I can justify all sorts of things because there's good things that I need to... What if I miss something? What if I miss something? What if your love for Jesus grows more and more cold and he is left out? It's a big thing for me, FOMO, fear of missing out. I just feel... Just feel that tug of the Lord. Would you give me those five minutes? Would you give me those ten minutes? One of the things I did some years ago was to turn off all notifications. Um, so I have, there are things obviously coming in, but especially the buzz and the vibrate alerts. I just turn them all off. There is the red dot on WhatsApp. It's still there, mainly because quite a lot of my connections of church and of family are on my WhatsApp. But even that, it's just a single red dot. But I turned all of those things off because I found, and even 10 years ago, I had to turn off all the vibrate and alert on my emails because what was happening One of the the many things that led to where I got to 10 years ago that I shared with you was just this sense of pressure and drive that was coming from so many different ways other than my relationship to God. And so back in the day, emails would go ping, 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 ping like this on my computer. Now, most of us don't have any sounds anymore, do we? The last time, I can't remember the last time I turned sound on my phone. My phone is permanently on silent. There's good reasons for that. We need to think these things through. But one of the things I had to do was to turn off the alerts on my, on my emails 10 years ago now, uh, 10, 11 years ago. I started to do it because every time it would go bing and I could feel it go through my body. Feel it, literally. Now, it was all part of what was going on. There was, a, there was a, an anxiety and so on that was building up. But I, I knew I had to deal with it. I literally had to deal with it. So I turned them off. 
and I would say, and allocate a time, right, I'm going to turn my emails on now, and <laughs> in they would come pouring in. I just feel to share some of this because it may be relevant to some of you. But we get so controlled, don't we, by these things. Life can control us. And we've got to take control. Taking 40 days is a moment to take control. I hope some of this is going in. I can't tell. You're, you're getting quite cold. I, I can understand that. Those who are sat in the sunlight are enjoying it. But, um, okay, I'm almost there. Imagine instead of glancing at your social media, you read 10 verses of the Bible for 40 days. How many verses would that be? Or you read a page of a good Christian book. So there's Wednesdays and Thursdays. Then uh, we also meet on Sunday mornings at 9.30. I'd love to welcome you here. We had a tremendous time this morning. Such a sense of anointing. Hannah, the Spirit of God is all over you. Just is. And when you began to sing this morning, it's like, wow, I didn't want it to stop. Um, but, uh, yeah, encourage you, 9.30 Sunday mornings. Uh, it's half an hour more than if you had to go into work at 9 o'clock. So you've got plenty of time to be here. Anyway, no pressure. No pressure. But there is a momentum that I know that as we gather on a Sunday, it builds into the, into the morning. So thankful for that. Then we've got one or two other things just want to let you know about. So 1.30, and this will all be in the email, 1.30 on Monday afternoons, starting, I guess, next Monday, Les. Les and Terry, along with Dave and Christine, um, are going to hold a prayer meeting here in the building for anyone who sort of midday, late lunch or whatever, if you'd like to. There'll be plenty of space. People can wear masks. It's nice and airy in here and so on. But 9.30 on Mondays for, uh, for however many weeks that is, the five weeks or so on. Okay? There's been a small... One, 1.30, did I? Yeah, it's because I've highlighted a number of times. 9.30 on Sundays, 1.30 on Mondays. It'll all be in the email anyway. Thank you, though, Simon. I'm glad you're listening. That's good. Um, there's been a small group of ladies who've been meeting and praying on Zoom right the way through the pandemic. That's been hosted by Sue Cox. Um, but they're very happy to open that up to other ladies, 7 o'clock on a Thursday morning for approximately 45 minutes. So if, you, if you'd like to be part of that and join in with that, Sue, I think Kay, Abby, uh, Susan, I think, Susan, uh, there's others. If you'd like to join in with that, you'd be very welcome. Talk to Sue Cox, the latest on a Wednesday, so you can get the Zoom link for the Thursday, all right? Specifically, praying. Uh, what else have I got there? Pre-COVID, uh, a number of guys would meet for early morning prayer, hosted by Don. Thank you, Don. Been chatting with Don. Before Christmas, we were chatting and chatting again with him. Going to pick that up again. Thank you to Don. for. He's going to host that. It's going to be at 7 o'clock again, same as the ladies, on a Thursday morning, same as the ladies, but it will be in the mission hall next door, and again, we'll make sure the heating is on. Again, for about three quarters of an hour, if that works for people. We're very flexible, very open. We'll see what happens. So something for the ladies, something for the men. Okay, so that's Thursday, seven on a Thursday. It could well be that others of you would like to host something, either in your home or here in the building. Um, can you, if you get 
provoked by that any time of night or day, just let myself or Ashley know and we can begin to let others know about it. As I've said, it's potentially a significant time both individually and corporately. Let's not miss what God wants to do. Let's seize the opportunity. Amen? Can I invite you to stand? Yes? Ah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, do stand. Thank you, Jay. Um, Just talking to Kay. Kay is going to... So we've got a ladies' WhatsApp at the moment and a men's WhatsApp. We recognize that there are items for prayer, but there's all sorts of for sale and want and news and all sorts of things on there. So this week, Kay, uh, in fact today, I think you're hoping to... Kay is going to launch a specific prayer WhatsApp. So if you put a for sale or want on there, woe betide you, Kay will throw you off. All right? (laughs) It's for prayer only. All right? And um, I'll talk to Alan, but we probably might well do the same for the men. So all the comedy bits and the friendship bits and all those other things, that's great. They can carry on in WhatsApp. That's wonderful. But we we felt it would be good to have a real prayer focus. So Kay's going to do that for the ladies, and I'll chat to Alan about that for the men. Thank you for reminding that. So be aware of that. If you want to be part of that through WhatsApp, you can be. You can always talk to Kay to start with. Good. Oh, Lord. We've been fishing all night. (laughs) We haven't caught anything. And then Jesus speaks. Go out deeper. Cast your nets. See what I will do. Lord, we thank you for... Jackie and I, thank you for this last five years here in this beautiful church. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done. We thank you for the last uh, 14, 15 years of this, the life of this church. We thank you for what you've done. But Lord, we know that you've said to us over and over again, there's more that I want to do. There's those I have in the city to be saved. There's, there's life in the Spirit to know and to enjoy. There's mission to be on. There's people to, to be saved. There's the poor to be fed. There's life to know in me. Lord, we pray in these days, would you help us to be open to you? led by you. We, we give you ourselves this morning, even as we sang that song, our guardian. Lord, we say, would you go before us as we know that you will be behind us and beside us. Lord, we, we pray, even these days, between now and Wednesday, help us to prepare our hearts Prepare our minds. Just chatting to someone who came in this morning, just saying, just done a bit of spring cleaning, bit of clearing out. Lord, I pray today, this afternoon, tomorrow, Tuesday, help us just to take a moment, spring clean, clear out the rubbish, 
make preparation. Take some moments to prepare for stepping in to what you have for us in the days ahead. Lord, we thank you that you're a God who speaks. We thank you that you're alive today. We thank you, Lord, that your word says you're interceding for us. You're already holding us before the Father. We thank you, Lord, that a stranger to most in this church is already feeling the sense of your hand wanting to bless us and wanting to fill us with joy, wanting to strengthen us through your Spirit. We receive that, Lord. Help us to press into you in the days ahead, to lay hold of what you have for us. So, Lord, we we give you these days. Lead us, guide us. I pray for your blessing upon us as a church. And again, Lord, we just lift Pat to you, specifically as she goes for this operation on Tuesday. Father, we, we pray for your guiding hand to be with the surgeons and with her and your life in her life. Lord, we, we thank you. We're not speaking to the ceiling. We're speaking to a living God, one who's with us and for us. We give you these days in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.